Every day, we have a choice to look around and see through the eyes of fear or of faith. If you're struggling to figure out where you stand in this crazy world, you need to take notes today because this is a word for you. Let's join Pastor Mike Signorelli right now in the third message in the series called Made for This. And make sure to listen all the way through for a special announcement at the end. Hey everyone, welcome to V1 Church. My name is Mike Signorelli and I'm the lead pastor and I am so glad that you chose to spend this time with us today. Go ahead and get your Bibles out and get ready because I'm gonna preach a fire word for you about your identity. And we're in a season right now of identity politics. Everybody's arguing. Everybody's got a different perspective on who they are, what they are, their title, their opinion. But I wanna know what God has to say about who I am. Do you wanna know what God has to say about who you are? Come on, drop a comment right now. Let us know where you're watching from. I love to see all the locations represented all around the world. And so when you drop a comment, somebody from our team is gonna comment back to you, love on you and let you know that this is so much more than a broadcast. It's an authentic family. And so I'm coming at you right now from Long Island representing. Our team has got bagels right now. And uh, they're just like, they know that they're gonna come up towards the end. They're like, I gotta eat this bagel before it's over. Um, But But we're just like loving life right now (laughs) in a global pandemic, trying to be the church. And this has been a difficult season, but I, I believe that God is using this season to do things that simply would not have happened any other way. Do you pick up on what I'm putting down? Sometimes the sovereignty of God is God's way of saying, you never would have went this direction on your own, so I'm gonna go ahead and force you. See, like when you're driving the car of life, it's got two steering wheels, one for you and one for God. And God's steering wheel overrides your steering wheel. (laughs) And every once in a while, we gotta let Jesus take the wheel. Yes, I went there. (laughs) Come on, did you comment yet with where you're watching from? Like, I am waiting for you to comment. And go ahead and share right now and just tick off the devil and let's just fill people's feed with faith. Let's fill it with the word of God. Come on, let's be countercultural. Let's be rebellious. You know, when I first planted this church here in New York, I remember asking our team members, like, why do you guys never represent V1 online? Like, I'm kind of low-key offended. And they told me, Pastor Mike, you don't understand. It's weird to be a Christian in New York. I'm like, it's normal to be a Christian in heaven, so start acting like you're already there if you want to get there. <laughs> and so some of you are like, you know, you, you, you know I'm, V1 church is like your side chick. I'm just being real. And, and it's like, you watch our church, come on, but it's like, we're your side chick. You need to like commit. So go ahead and hit that share button right now and just say, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna out myself. I am a Christian. I'm coming out. I am a Christian. Anybody else coming out? I am a Christian. Let the whole world know. I might relapse every once in a while, but I am a Christian. I might argue with my spouse, but I am a Christian. Come on, somebody. Do you hear me preaching already? And so I want to talk to you about your identity. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it's, it's quoted. But, but listen, so as you're finding this in your Bible, or you can look at the screen right now, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, be not conformed. Now, if you're watching this and you're a parent, you heard that different. Be not, don't do it. It's a command, but we treat it like therapy. Mm-hmm. My life would be so much better if I could just stop being conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And we treat it like therapy, like, oh, didn't renew my mind today. 
didn't care. I, but listen, it's Romans chapter 12, verse two is not therapy. It's not an option. It's not a bonus. It's a command. Don't be conformed to the world. Like you cannot be conformed to the world. Why? Because if you start sounding more like them, you're going to get their results. The more you sound like the world, the more the world's results you get. And the world right now is heavily medicated, broke and disgusted and busted. And if you want those results, keep talking like them, keep thinking like them. But if you want some different results, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be not is a command. So start treating it like a command. Oh, I don't have the option. Shut up, flesh. I don't have the option. Oh man, I want to, I want to, I want to type a book's worth of stuff back to somebody on social media. Go, come, come on. You can't post your way to the next level in this season. Shut up flesh. Be not conformed. It, it, don't think like them. Don't act like them. Don't talk like them because if you do, you'll get their results. But see, we're, we're citizens of a distant place called heaven. And see, we're normal there. Speaking faith is normal. The supernatural realm's normal in heaven. And so we've got to start acting like what's normal to us as citizens of heaven. And you know, the, the biggest thing about this message that I want you to take away, because I know the temptation is to click off, to scroll past it, to come in and out of these broadcasts. But the biggest thing I need you to take away is the way you're doing life is not working for you. The way you're thinking and the way you're living it's not working for you. Some of you have become professional Christians, but haven't got to know the Christ of Christianity any better. And I'm here to say, and you know, Pastor Chase said something powerful. I want to echo him. He said, you know what? This is not a performance-based thing. This is a presence-based thing. Come on, Pastor Chase. Y'all can, you can tag him in that one. <laughs> this is not performance-based. This is presence-based. And we've got to get back to the presence of God where we're saying, be not conformed. I'm, I'm surrounded in the presence of my Savior and the, and the thoughts that are coming through my mind. Isn't it funny how you could just be so worried, but then you turn your worry into worship. And in that atmosphere, your thoughts begin to shift. Isn't it like, have you ever had one of those moments where you just feel the weight of the world upon your shoulders, but then all of a sudden you get into the presence of the Lord? And as you're in his presence, your fears begin to melt away. Suddenly you don't remember hardly what you're even mad about. See, we have to be a presence-driven people in this era of identity. This series is entitled, I'm made for this. We were made for this. You were made for a global pandemic. I know it didn't feel like it when the lockdown happened. I know it didn't feel like it when you got furloughed. I know it didn't feel like it when you realized you got to spend more time locked in the house with your kids and your spouse. And you're like, man, thank God for the public school system because that's how I haven't committed murder. I know it didn't feel like you were made for this, but I'm telling you, Hebrews chapter 12, verse one says that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Who, who are those witnesses? It's angelic hosts who didn't form their allegiance with Satan and, and in the fall. It's, it's this angelic host who said, yeah, we chose team Jesus too, but we can't be saved by the grace that you're saved by. Uh, you're, that's your song. It, it's this, it's Paul and Silas and Barnabas. It's Moses and we're surrounded in Hebrews chapter 12, verse one, by this great cloud of witnesses who's basically leaning into the window of this world saying, God, tag me in. Let me go do it, God. Elijah's saying, I left in a whirlwind of fire. Come on, let me back in, God. He's like, no, 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 no. 
I got V1 Church there. It's their turn. <laughs> Come on. It's, you were made for this. But if you keep taking Hebrews 12.1 and forgetting that there's a cloud of witnesses that's watching you, and you feel like you're all alone, you might feel like your trip to the grocery store is just so insignificant. But if you're walking through the aisles of the grocery store realizing that you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, you're saying, this grocery store just turned into a sanctuary because I'm here. It's a mobile tabernacle in the wilderness, just walking through the streets of Queens, walking through the streets of wherever you're living. Come on, we got people watching from around the world right now, and we need to be dangerous as believers. In this series, I'm made for this. There's some things that you can do to help yourself. If you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, you need to start journaling. Yeah, I'm talking to the dudes too, the oiled up, greased up, bearded, sleeveless, hillbilly men watching this right now. Yeah, you need to start writing things down. The Bible says, write the vision down, make it plain and run with it. And you're like, what's my purpose for my life? Well, you're never going to write it down. So God's never going to give it to you. <laughs> Pastor Mike, help me find my purpose. Go find a pen, then you'll find your purpose. You better start writing things down. <sighs> yeah, where it's like that. This is all of a sudden a two-hour sermon now. I'm just saying. <laughs> I told the team, give me 20 minutes. But you need to start writing things down. Be not conformed to the world. Watch. I started trying to relearn Italian. I have Italian heritage. And so I took college courses to learn Italian. And then it just sort of like evaporated from my existence. And so now I'm going back to this place to learn Italian. You know what? The revelation I got when I'm like, buongiorno, <laughs> buono notte. You know, and I'm, I'm, I got my daughters, Bella and Everly. And, you know, we're like hillbilly Italians. And as we're trying to learn that language, what I realize is that repetition Repetition is how you learn a language. And if you spend more time listening to yourself and listening to the enemy, then that's how you talk. The language of your soul is conformity to the world. But see, the reason why I've been broadcasting every day, the reason why you have to tune into church, even if you can't drive to church, is because you need the language of the kingdom of the culture of heaven to be repeated so much in your ears. And you need to write it down, write it down, journal it, and, and get this out of your mind and your spirit through your hand and onto the paper and back in through the windows of your soul, which is your eyes so that your mind can start being transformed. Because when you get to heaven, they're gonna be like, what operating system did you have? Oh yeah, 21st century American Christianity. They're like, that Christianity was powerless. <laughs> what operating system did you have? Yeah, yeah. See, we need to start writing it down, journaling, I, I, writing the promises of God down. You need to obsess yourself. You need to take your lipstick and before you put it on your lips, put it on your mirror and write a scripture. And then maybe you'll attract the mate that you've been trying to attract with that lipstick the whole time. It's like, come on, you got to start putting the word before your eyes, because if you're putting your feelings in front of your face, then you're going to be a being that gets the results of feelings based living. But if you'll start operating in faith, you'll get the results of faith based living. But he says, my words are spirit, they're breath, they're life. Are you repeating them? So write them down. That's number one. I don't got a lot of time. Number two is this. Allow God to strip you of the things that you think define you. Allow God to strip. Nobody likes that. I got no shouts here by our production team. <laughs> strip me. Are you kidding? Listen, if you feel that social media defines you, delete your accounts for a month. 
and then go on a journey with God and be like, who, I, who am I without him? If you feel like music defines you, uh, hang your guitar up. I've talked to people, oh, the only way I can get in God's presence is playing my guitar. Well, guess what? The Bible says store up your treasure where there is no moth or rust, which means your guitar can't go with you where you're going. There's going to be some times where you've got to strip yourself of the things that you think define you. And it's the healthiest thing for your soul to sometimes, it's not about what we get. See, we live in a culture obsessed with getting. And you don't feel like your life is right if you're not getting. You got married guys who have a wife, but they want to get some more, right? They want a girlfriend. They want... We are obsessed with more. The culture of more is the infestation of our heart. And so you have to, number two, strip yourself of your desire for more. Hey, if you can't love the wife you've got, then stop falling in love with the Instagram girls. <laughs> It's the disease of more. You've got to strip yourself of everything that defines you to know who you really are. I'm speaking deep to somebody right now. You've got to learn how to strip yourself of everything you think you are. What am I? Well, you'll find out. You'll find out when you take it away. And then, and then here's the thing. And this is kind of, I'm taking just a little bit deeper. I want to read 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others. Oftentimes what we think is, man, if I can use this gift enough, it'll serve me. <laughs> oh, Pastor Mike, I'm broke right now, but if I get this song out to the world, it'll serve me and I'll finally get the royalties that I can live the life that I've never lived. Oh, Pastor Mike, I've got a gift to preach. And if I can get the adoration and the applause and the clapping of all the people, it'll serve me. Your gift is not to serve you, it's to serve others. And the way you find your life is you lose it. Lose it in the service of others. How do I go to the next level? Serve more people. <laughs> see more people. See people. See them for who they are. See them for what they're experiencing. You know how many suicidal people are in your circles, but you don't know it because you never ask them how they're doing? You're actually upset because they never ask you how you're doing? It says this, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, each of you should use whatever gift you have to receive to, that you've received. So in other words, you received it. You didn't even earn it. <laughs> you got people being prideful about a gift that they didn't earn. <laughs> you received your gift. So you know you have a gift. You know you have a purpose. It's a lie from the pits of hell to feel like you don't have a purpose because you received a gift. But it says serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that only God provides. Come on, there's a strength that you can't get from caffeine. There's a strength that you couldn't get even if your boss told you don't come in for the next two weeks and it's paid. There's a strength that if you're going to fulfill your God destiny and you're going to learn how you are truly made for this, it's going to have to be a strength that only comes from God. See, let me tell you a secret about your identity. If it's God's vision for your life, it will require God's strength. Yeah. If you think that your abilities and your strength can actually be the reason, and you're just like, well, if I just try harder, it's the reason why I'm going to fulfill my destiny, then you miss the whole point. He's actually, if, if you're watching this broadcast right now, if you're sitting in this service on your couch right now, and you're saying, God, I don't feel like I got any more strength. What if God's response to you is, yes, you're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> I almost got your flesh dead. Keep on on the death trail. I almost got you to that point. 
So number one, write it down. Start to write down scriptures. Write down the promises of God. Learn the language of the culture of heaven. Number two is what? Allow God to strip you of the things that define you. We're in a global pandemic. It's a great time to be stripped of the things that you think define you. And then I want to read you Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And this is God's promise to you. This is God's promise. So when those negative thoughts come up, do you know that in the gamer community right now, the mental health has completely plummeted and they're calling it a mental health crisis among millennial gamers. We are in a season right now where people's minds are plagued with so much negativity. Listen what Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, because if you don't know the word, it won't be activated when it's needed. And it says this, for we are God's handiwork. We're God's handiwork. You don't like something about yourself? Well, could it be by God's design that you're his handiwork? Could it be that you're different by design? Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. He created you to do good works. He knew before you were born, before you had a chance to have haters, he already knew that you were prepared for good works. Before anyone could judge you, label you, name you, you already were created for good works, for good works. And this is what it says, which God prepared in advance for us to do. He prepared it in advance. And so could it be that what's plaguing your mind so much right now are all the pressures that the world put on you? All the things they said that you need to be married by this time. They said that you need to own a home by this time. They said that you need to be successful by this time. Could it, could it be that you're plagued by a worry that Jesus never gave you? It says, cast your cares upon me. You know what cast means? Throw it, hurl it, give it up. I mean, we're supposed to be this countercultural movement where they look at V1 Church represented globally. They look in the Netherlands. They look in South Africa. They look in Australia, which it's your Monday right now, which is kind of awkward. We don't even have service times for the Australians who are watching right now. But what's good on Sunday is also good on Monday. But they look at us and they say, those people are bizarre. The world's trying to market to them, but the marketing doesn't work because the marketing's manipulative, but they serve a God who keeps reminding them who they are. We, we're supposed to be this countercultural movement that's like, look at the way that they love each other. As a matter of fact, we're going through a political season, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> And um, our church, thankfully, is all just the same political party. That, that's like a miracle. And we all get along. I'm joking. Uh, people will write me and be like, that's crazy. How did you do that? <laughs> and, and as we're going, I'm not lying. As we're going through this season right now, it says, and you will know them by, who's them? The disciples by their love for one another. It doesn't say you'll know they're a Christian just because of how they post or what they post. You'll know them by their love for one another. And so what's God doing through this series? You are made for this. You are made, listen, through your rejection, through the sexual abuse in your past, through the poverty, through the abandonment, all the wounds that you've encountered in life, you were made to put the love of Jesus on display. And it takes courage to love people when you need love. It takes courage to encourage somebody else when you need to be encouraged. It takes courage to stand in your identity and say, I can't be conformed to the world. The way they get their needs met is by trying to put them all on display. The way that I get my needs met occurs when I actually put love on display. The way to get is to give. The way to get is to give this series made for this. It's trying to install true identity into your life. 
And as we come to a close today, I want you to be reminded that you are here for a reason for such a time as this. You simply could not be anywhere else. You know, the story of my life is being extremely introverted. And then I get on this collision course with destiny at 15 years old, where a woman has a prophetic dream and says, you are to be a preacher. I didn't ask for this. Oftentimes in life, you know, Jesus will take us to a place where we say like, God, why can't I just be normal? Well, I hear the spirit of the Lord telling me to tell somebody right now, stop trying to want to be normal. You're not ever going to be normal. You're not ever going to be like them. I believe that in this service, there's some prodigals who said, you know, I'm going to go off and do my own thing. I'm tired of trying to live under the weight of living for Jesus. But Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light because I'm going to empower you to do and to be all that you are supposed to be. And you know, there's this old song that says, I exalt thee. And we used to sing it every Sunday growing up in the old Pentecostal churches. I exalt thee, I exalt thee. And as we would sing that song, you know, and we would hear the voices of all those who surround us. It was such an angelic experience. It was such a powerful experience. But that song sort of came out of vogue and we moved on to other choruses and other words. But see, when you're in a place of desperation, when you're in a place of need, the thing that is most common to do if you think like the world is to say, I've got to get loud with my need. I've got to let people know where I'm struggling and I've got to lift myself up and see some of the people that are the biggest influencers on social media have the most fragile, broken ego, egos. And they're trying to feed this thing. I, I've raised up so many worship leaders and so many pastors in the last several years that are using ministry to feed a broken, fragile ego. And, it, and it's become this demonic expression of selfishness where they, they don't know what the word says because they spend more time listening to other preachers than they do listening to the voice of scripture. And see, the word says that you have received this gift. Yes, you are a preacher. Yes, you are a worship leader. You've received this gift. Yes, you're gonna be this incredible entrepreneur that summons the mountain of influence over business and changes whole nations. You're gonna do all that. I gave you that gift, but I need you to remember to serve others. And, that, and see, what happens is in this moment, we're confronted with this thing, but, like, but I, you don't understand, I'm broken. You don't understand, God, I have need. You don't, but listen, the way of the kingdom is you can let it be your need or you can let it be your seed. You can let it be your need or you can let it be your seed. Well, I don't want to give in the offering. I, I've got needs. Okay, you can let that be your need or you can let it be your seed. I, I don't want to give and serve. I don't want to encourage somebody else today. I don't want to lift somebody else up. I need encouragement. Okay, your need can stay as a need or your encouragement through your own pain can become a seed. Can become a seed. And see this song, we exalt thee. I exalt thee. See, that, that song for a previous generation was a reminder that if I lift him up, if I lift Jesus up, he becomes bigger than my problems, bigger than my obstacles, bigger than my own personal pain. And I actually, I've been hearing this thing recently. It's just like, I just need a mental health day. You know, we're, we're obsessed with taking care of ourselves, but we've taken care of ourselves so well that we've fashioned idolatry out of it. And, and, and the God of this generation 
is the God of our own hurt feelings. Our, the idolatry of our own pain. I, I even feel something shifting in this atmosphere right now. And see, what God wants you to do is to learn how to dethrone yourself, how to break down the idol of your own hurt pain, to not be conformed with the world that says, oh, you'll be better if you just take care of yourself better. Yeah, there's a place for that, but we've gotten it out of bounds. Whatever happened to breaking the alabaster flask of spikenard that was a multi-generational heirloom that was the equivalent to a whole year's income and pouring it, scripture gives an account, it, Mary poured it upon the head of Jesus in service to him. Jesus had one day left to live and you know what he did with it? I'm just gonna tell you, we all fantasize, what happens if you have terminal cancer and I've got one day left to live? What happens in those moments where you're faced with a crisis and you say, man, it's terminal, I've got one day, and we all think, well, you know, how far can I travel? Who can I see? What can I do? Jesus knew he had one day left to live. And you know what he did with that last day? He washed feet with his last day. And if you call yourself a disciple, you got to start to act like the Jesus that's discipling you. He washed feet with his last day. That's what he did. You know what he was saying? The way up is down. I'm in a crisis of conscience. I'm getting ready to face the cross. Said that he prayed to the point where blood literally came out of his pores. But he said, I know the secret of the kingdom is when I start to feel the pressure, it can become my need and stay my need or it can become my seed and become my breakthrough. So right now I'm gonna ask you to sing a dangerous chorus. Every demon in the atmosphere of your homes hates these words because it's the way of the kingdom. I'm gonna ask you to sing a dangerous chorus right now. That, that even the idolatry of our culture that says, oh, if I could just lift myself up, if I could just promote myself better, if more people knew my name and knew how, no, 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 I exalt thee. I exalt thee, Lord, and you will find your freedom in this moment. Come on, can we sing?
continue to sing those words. You know, recently I was in Disney with my kids and we were walking through Epcot. And as we came in through that park, there was this moment where my daughter, Everly, who's six years old, was completely elated. And she was just like, dad, 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 look, look. And off in the distance, there was Alice from Alice in Wonderland. I mean, it was like this crazy moment where it's like socially distanced behind a gate is Alice. And Everly's like, dad, we gotta go, we gotta go see Alice. And so I grabbed her hand and we walked closer and we got up to this gate and Alice is waving at us. And through the makeup, through the costume, probably this is just me as a pastor. This is just me as a dad. I looked at this woman the woman underneath the makeup, underneath the Alice in Wonderland costume. And I thought to myself, I wonder what life is like for her right now. I wonder what personal struggles and pains that Alice has. And, and I wonder what her real name is because her real name is not Alice. But every day she has to put on that costume and say, kids need me, need me to be this character to bring hope into their life. And I thought about how in scripture it says that we die to self and we don't even live anymore, but we're clothed in righteousness and we put on the very person of Jesus Christ. And if you're watching this right now, chances are you have your own pain, your own struggle. But see, what happens is the world desperately needs you to be Jesus right now. The world needs you to clothe yourself with the person of Jesus Christ. And see, what happens is, as Alice is waving to six-year-old kids who are in a global pandemic who need her to be Alice, there's something that happens in her that says, man, my life is better because I have purpose when I become someone else. So if you're like, what's my purpose? Become Jesus to the world. That's your purpose, to clothe yourself so that people say, I know Pastor Mike isn't Jesus, but when I look into his eyes, I see Jesus. Come on, I, I know that my mom isn't Jesus, but she's got a faith from another world. Clothe yourself in Jesus. And so as she's picking up that costume and putting on that dress of Alice in Wonderland, she's saying, I exalt you. I exalt, I'm lifting up, I'm putting this character out up in front. And when people see me, they're not gonna see me, they're gonna see Alice in Wonderland. See, right now, if you will exalt Jesus, let him be lifted among the nations right now so that people say, I see Jesus in the midst of the pandemic. Jesus amidst his worshipers. Come on, just sing it out. We, we worship you, Father. We exalt you. We exalt you, Lord. Come on, sing it across every home. Let's just pray right now. There's The Holy Spirit is just stirring in your home. God has ch changed and transformed whole families, whole lives right now. Come on, let's pray. Father, come on, say these words with me. Yes, yeah, say them to your phone, say them to your iPad, say them to the television. Come on, because you're saying it unto God. And he's right there with you. Say these words, I decrease so that you increase. Jesus, I lift you up with my life. Everything will be okay 
because I belong to you. Now say these powerful words. This is the most powerful words you can utter with your mouth to Jesus. Just say this, I trust you. You feel the breakthrough that happens. Come on, just say it a few more times. I trust you. I trust you, God. We trust you, whatever you're doing, God. We exalt you. We trust you. And we know, Father, that our life is in your hands. We were made for this. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. If you're still not convinced that you were made for a time such as this, then check out more from Pastor Mike at v1.church or download the free V1 Church app to any device. And while you're there, I encourage you to give support to this ministry and allow God's word to touch people in every nation. Thank you.